welcome to this week's episode of Fanfits House. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And this week we're going to be discussing some what-if Harry Potter scenarios, Harry Potter puppet pals, and the icons that they are, and the scenes that were cut when they adapted the books into the movies. That's right. I'm so excited. Shall we get started? Yes. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> okay. So, what-if Harry Potter scenarios? Scenarios? Scenarios. Scenarios. I say both. Okay, both okay. is fine. Um, so the first one is, what if Sirius never went to Azkaban? Okay, well, if Sirius never went to Azkaban, then Harry would have never had to go live with the Dursleys. And yes, he would. Like, the whole <laughs> Harry movie. Harry would have been raised by Wolfstar. Yeah. Sirius and Remus, for those of you who don't know what Wolfstar is. Yeah, like me. <laughs> In that one yeah. episode. I just listened to it the other day and I was like, oh yeah, I still don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I love Wolfstar as listeners and viewers of my TikTok definitely know by now. Yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like, can you imagine like bookworm, bookworm Remus and like kind of like cool punk boy Sirius Black raising Harry? He would turn, he would be, like, so crazy. I don't even know. I don't even know. Have you seen the video of Daniel Radcliffe in that new show that he's on? Yes. That is exactly what he would be. (laughs) I saw a video being like, this is what he would have been like if Sirius Black got to race. I was like, yeah. Yes, exactly. Did you see the one that uh, somebody edited to make it seem like it was Harry Potter? Because they put, like, Fred and George in the audience and Ginny yeah. and all them. Yeah. Was, We're like, talking accurate. about the um, Shelby. What, what was it? The She'll be coming she'll be by, coming by, by the when, she, when she comes. And yeah. he's, like, the priest guy that's, like, in drag. Yeah. it's it's. If you haven't seen the TikTok, you're not on Harry Go Potter watch TikTok. It. You'll, you'll yeah. find it. We'll, we'll link yeah. it down below. Yeah, we will. But that's how he would be oh, for if sure. he was raised by Sirius Black. Absolutely, 100%. Yes. Also, would he be raised in Grimald Place? Probably. Then? Okay. I would think so. His life would be different just in the fact that he grew up in the wizarding world rather oh, than yeah. muggle world. Yeah. Wow. I mean, who knows? I mean, there could be a possibility that Sirius and Remus would be like, hmm, well, maybe to protect him, we should go live in the Muggle world for a little while and then come back. But, like, I don't know. I still think that they would expose him to magic and stuff. They just wouldn't expose him to the magic world yet. Yeah. I think that would definitely be a possibility. Same. So, shall we get into the next one? I love the next one. (laughs) Thanks. I came up with it. It's a good one. So the next one is, uh, what if Harry was sorted into Slytherin? And my answer is, everything exactly the same. Except for Chamber of Secrets, more people would be, like, you are there. So yeah, Mr. except for Slytherin that. boy. I think everything else would be exactly the same. because, But it wouldn't be with, like, Hermione and Ron. It would be with somebody else. Probably Draco would be one of them. And, like... Draco and Crab, Or Draco and Goyle. Or yeah, whatever. or something like that. Whichever... Whichever of the two that didn't get arrested, their actors-wise. I can't remember. I don't either. Or, like, but, yeah. who knows? Maybe, may, who knows? Maybe Hermione and Ron would get sorted into Slytherin then. Probably not, but... No. I have seen this, like, fan theory that is... Um, the sorting hat 
chooses you if you're like if you show some sort of bravery like Neville mm-hmm. kind of thing. But like Harry, Ron, and Hermione should be in three different houses. Ron should be in Hufflepuff. Yeah. Harry should be in Slytherin, and Hermione should be in Ravenclaw. Yeah. But they all have bravery thrust upon them, which yeah. is why they're in Gryffindor. So, I don't know. So in this in this reality, would them all be in different houses? I think they'd all be together? in different houses, but I think they'd still be friends. Yeah, same. I just, yeah. Because I, we see how he is with Ron on the train, and that's before they're sorted. Yeah. So I think everything would happen the same. They'd just be in different houses. So it'd be a little bit harder for them to sneak around, and Ron and Harry wouldn't be roommates, which they'd be all boned about, and everybody would probably make fun He'd of them. He'd be roommates with Draco. Oh, totally. <laughs> which would give anybody who says that, like, dairy is a real thing, that they'd be like, uh, oh, 100%. They could have totally done it. I don't like dairy. Oh, me neither. I like how we both say it our different ways and don't correct the other person. We just say it the right way for us. <laughs> well, because it's the first three of Draco. And the We've first already had this discussion. I don't like it. It doesn't feel Harry. right. Dreary. <laughs> no. It's probably because Tessa Netting and Brizzy Voices say it, and that's how I found out about Dreary. I've only read it, and so in my head it was always dairy. I always skipped over that R. So it's dairy in my head. Okay. <laughs> so this next one is a little bit of, like, Order of the Phoenix prophecy kind of related. Mm-hmm. And it is, what if Neville Longbottom was the chosen one instead of Harry? I honestly think it would be very similar. I think it would just be Ex- the same thing, except yeah. for, like... Except for the fact that, like, Voldemort only chose Harry because Harry's also technically half-blood. Yeah. Technically. By weird... By weird status thing. His mom's muggle-born. Oh. But she's a witch, so um, whatever. I don't know. That's what people say, is that he's technically half... No, he's blood. not. His Qu- parents are both wizards. He's a, quotation he marks a... here. Quotation oh, marks I here. I am seeing your quotation marks, and I'm ignoring them. <laughs> I know you are. I'm explaining why he's not a half-blood. I'm explaining. I know you are. Oh, we're sassy today. <laughs> It's fine. I see um, your ex- your quotations, and I choose to ignore them. Yeah. Also, um, for our um, visual viewers, we're both wearing Hogwarts shirts today. Yeah, we are. You can't really see mine too well. You can't really see Emma's too well Same. either. But you know, we try. So the next one is: What if Mama Minnie Minerva McGonagall raised oh, Harry? Love her. She should have. She would have just taken... Okay, so she would have just taken him from the doorstep after Dumbledore left. Yeah, she would have. She would In this like, scenario. No. And left with him. Yeah. Do you think... Okay, in this case, do you think she would all... Like, do you think she would live in the muggle world until he was ready to go to Hogwarts? I don't know. I know that she is muggle-born according to Pottermore or whatever it's called nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, like... Or not Muggle-born. She's half-blood, but grew up in the Muggle world. Okay. So maybe. Yeah, it could be a possibility. I think she would. Because she yeah, knows her- it's what's best for him. Yeah. Her dad was the Muggle in this situation. Mm-hmm. Mom was the witch. Interesting. Me dad's a Muggle. Mom's <laughs> a witch. Bit of a nasty shock when he found out. 
Yeah, but in that time, like, her mom had to keep it a secret from her husband. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, what, 50, or, I don't know how old many is. Probably, like, the 40s or 50s. Yeah. When they got together. They probably had her in, like, the 60s. Well, okay, wait. That, so that was the original timeline, yes, but then she's now in Crimes of Grindelwald teaching... Um, Newt's commander, and she's not supposed to even be born yet, according to the original timeline. Okay. Now I'm confused. So, it's weird timeline. Yeah, that would have been the 1920s. She's not 100 years old. Yeah. Or she's not almost 100 years old, because the but movies like, take place in the 90s. Because they did the, um, you know how they released this script? Mm-hmm. Like, Barnes Noble or whatever? I have it, and it says young Minerva McGonagall. It doesn't just say, like, young McGonagall, random McGonagall lady. Because they could have done that and made her mom yeah, a professor. Yeah, that would have been cute. But no, they may, may specifically say Minerva McGonagall in the script. Yeah, no, she's not as old as Dumbledore. No. No. Big fat no. Denied. No. Okay, however, wizards and witches, like, on their own can live up to be, like, easily, like, 200 years old, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it could but be. in Order of the Phoenix, I forget how old she said, that, or how long she said that she's been teaching at Hogwarts. Even that doesn't add up with her teaching Newt's commander. Oh, okay, well, my theory went out the window, so... <laughs> Because um, Umbridge is like, how long have you been teaching at Hogwarts? And she says, "What? how many ever years it's coming yeah. up on. And it doesn't match up timeline-wise. Okay. That's annoying. Yeah. Speaking of, oh shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, speaking of the Age of Wizards, have you seen that post where it's like, you know what's really funny? Voldemort could have lived to easily be like 200 years old had he just left things alone. Yeah. Had he just like minded his own business. Yeah. Anyway. But he didn't. And yeah. He, he died at, like, age, what, 80? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Which is, like... Because he's born when the first Fantastic Beasts movie takes place. Yeah. So, like, 1921, I think it takes place. Yeah, so, like, 80-ish. Yeah. But, yeah. Because it's the like, 90s. Yeah. So, like, he could have easily lived to be, like, 200 years old, no problem. But no, he wanted to be immortal and then ended up dying at age. I know. <laughs> Ironic, isn't it? Yeah. It's like that Alanis Morissette song. Alanis Morissette song. It's like, hey, when you win in day. That's all I can sing. Otherwise, we get copyrighted. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next is what if James and Lily survived? Let me tell you, I think Harry would be a jerk if James and Lily survived. I don't think Lily would let James. I think she would. I don't think she would. I have more hope in her. I don't think she would see it as him being a jerk. She's like, oh, how endearing. And then he gets to Hogwarts and he's like, I'm better than you. My father is James Potter. Like, that's going to be Harry. He's going to be, he's going to be Draco. Wait till my father hears about this. Come on. You can't tell me that's not right. I don't know. I think that's 
100% how it would turn out. Do you think Snape is still a teacher in this universe? Probably, yeah. And did they just, like, turn in Peter Pettigrew in this universe, in this timeline, whatever yeah. we're calling it? So then... He goes to Azkaban instead of Sirius. Yeah. Because James and Lily are actually there for the trial and being like, no. He no, wasn't, he wasn't secret the secret keeper. keeper. Also, that trial was stupid. They should have given him Veritaserum. I know. Right? I just saw this video the other day <laughs> that was like, they literally have a potion that makes people tell the truth. And like half of the plot of this movie would be fixed instantly if they just used it. Harry, did yep. you open the Chamber of Secrets? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, uh, what's another one? Uh, what was the other one? Oh, I mean, shoot. Oh, is, is Voldemort really back? Yeah, mate, he's really back. Oh, shoot, maybe we should start panicking. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, so easy. Yeah, but no. In this case, in this case, it would be, were you the secret keeper? No! Problem solved. Yeah. Sirius never goes to Azkaban. Everything that happens in that scenario, as well as this one combined together. Shared universe. Yes. I have solved Harry Potter. We have solved Harry Potter. We Problem have. solved. And then the last one is, what if Tom Riddle was allowed to stay at Hogwarts? A lot would be different. A lot. I don't think he would have ever become Lord Voldemort. I don't think so either. And I mean, by allowed to stay oh, at Hogwarts. Oh, and the Deathly Hallows, or and the um, Defense Against the Dark Arts position would not have been cursed. Yep. I was going to say, uh, we mean by allowed to stay at Hogwarts in the memory that uh, Dumbledore shows Harry in... Half-Blood oh, Prince. Yeah, Half-Blood Prince. When we see that... Uh, He's asking to become a professor, and they deny him. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about when he asked Dumbledore oh. to stay at Christmas time. Oh, I was thinking about this. I was thinking when in, he asked, I was like, I don't think it's Half-Blood Prince. It's, uh, Order of the, no. Which one is it? I. Is it Chamber of Secrets? I think it's Chamber of Secrets. It's either Chamber or Halfwood Prince. I'm pretty sure it's Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Hold Secrets. Hold on, is the I have all of the uh, lessons for Halfwood Prince um, down here. It's in our notes. Hold on. Oh my gosh, that's the one with the with the big spider, right? Yeah. Right. That's his name. What's the, what's mm. his name? Aragog. Thank you. I I always say Aragon, and I know that's not it. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely in Chamber because it's not in any of them with Halfwood Prince. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Was when he was asking him to stay at Christmas time. Okay, I was thinking about Dumbledore's memory of Tom Riddle um, to be requesting the to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. Two different memories, but yeah. they, it's the same thing. It would probably be the same thing. I feel like had he been able to stay at at Christmas, then a bunch of stuff wouldn't have happened that led Dumbledore to denying him the position. So yeah, they're tied. Yeah, they're tied. So yeah, I think he would have just like stayed there and he would have like started working at hogwarts maybe he would have been a groundskeeper or something and worked his way up to professor and then yep. who knows you know who knows who just he like would be. just like hagrid exactly i love hagrid so much i do too Speaking go back to hagrid. our first uh, oh 
what were you sorry go ahead I was supposed to be like go back to our first Harry Potter episode where we complain about um, Hagrid not getting any of Harry's kids named after him. Oh, right. That annoys me still. Same. Um, but I was gonna say, speaking of Hagrid, I don't really like his puppet in the Puppet Pals. I don't either. It's kind of creepy. It's real creepy. I think we should talk about it. Yeah. Oh, that segue so, was fire. Yes. <laughs> I was really proud of that one. <laughs> Shall you give uh, the little <laughs> what is it about Potter Puppet Pals real quick? Yeah, for sure. So Potter Puppet Pals is a puppet show web series that's uh, pari- parodying. That is an awful word to say. Yes. Parodying. one of the many reasons why. Ye- that and I'm kind of taking over book scenes that work yeah. for movies um you're good so i'm gonna let you talk a lot for <laughs> <Okay>. this part <laughs> so let me try that again potter puppet pals is a puppet show web series parodying still hate that word the harry potter <laughs> now i can't talk <laughs> the harry potter novel series and the uh harry potter puppet pals was created by neil cerciega if he's listening yeah. and i said that wrong i'm really sorry I'm pretty sure that's how it is. It looks like Potterless um, interviewed the guy. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. So the and, first. Oh, go ahead. He was talking about how there's only been one of each puppet made. Like the only one that they've like redone is Neville because it's an actual like vegetable. I know. I was. We'll get there. I don't <laughs> like that one either. We'll get there. <laughs> But so yeah, they, like, so they take them all over the place, and they're, like, in these giant cases whenever they that. go to live shows. Like, there's only been one copy made, and it was for, like, someone's, like, YouTube year and rewind thing that they wanted one of the Potter Puppet Pals, and he mm. sent them a replica of, I think it was Dumbledore, it was either Dumbledore or Harry, mm-hmm. um, according to the podcast, um, and just in case he never got it back... He made a replica, or he had his mom made a, make a replica, because his parents made all the puppets. That's really cute. Yeah. Um, just in case they never got it back, and they never did. So he's very thankful oh. that... They made another one. <laughs> they made a replica of the actual puppet. That's good. Yeah. So the first two episodes were actually animated, and they were both both released in 2003 on Newgrounds. On September 26th of 2006, the series was relaunched on YouTube under Cerciega's page as Potions Class. Six more episodes were released by Cerciega between 2006 and 2009. Approximately one year after the seventh episode was released, a new video appeared on Neil's channel announcing the, an exclusive Potter Puppet Pals channel. On the same day, three more videos were released on this page. The Potter Puppet Pals make appearances at some Harry Potter parties, such as Yule Balls 2007 and 2010. And both the original animated episodes, as well as the first seven live-action episodes, have been published on the official Potter Puppet Pals webpage. Let me tell you guys, Potter Puppet Pals is an icon of a decade. Like, it's iconic. Yeah, when I was looking at the dates, I was like, wow, not even all the movies were released yet Mm -hmm. when they were making these. Yeah. Fun little fact about me, Harry Potter Puppet Pals was my introduction to Harry Potter 
Same. Specifically, mysterious ticking noise. Oh, of course, mysterious ticking noise. That was the one. The I remember one. at in 2011 at my summer camp of Annie, them at like lunch break, all singing Harry Potter puppet palps, and that was before I got into the series. Yeah. Speaking of mysterious ticking noise. Yeah, it was released or posted. On uh, March 23rd of 2007. And the synopsis... 14 years ago. Yeah, 14 years ago. Uh, The synopsis is... A ticking noise begins and Snape starts to investigate. Dumbledore, Ron, Harry, and Hermione join in. Ron finds the source of the mysterious ticking, which ends up being a pipe bomb. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Then it detonates and blows everyone up. And Voldemort sings... A little ditty to the tune of oh, what's that song? Of lollipop, you know. Yeah, lollipop, so, lollipop. Yeah, so he goes Voldemort, Voldemort, ooh, Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. And it's very catchy, and it will be stuck in your head for days. And we will hopefully be releasing our version of it the day this episode comes out. So, okay, the thing about the serious ticking noise, it's too good. It is. It was, it was like, viral from what I remember. Viral for 2007 YouTube time, yes. Viral for 2007. I mean, virality has a whole totally different meaning now than it did then. Yeah. Then, Starkid and... Potter puppet. Well, Starkid came out. I think 2011 is when a Harry Potter musical ca- came out. But um, yeah, like viral for them back in the day was like their friend, like their family friends who they haven't spoken to, or like their friends from high school that they hadn't spoken to in years, being like, "Hey, I just found this like Harry Potter musical thing, and you're Draco Malfoy in it. Yeah, what's up with that?" <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean what yeah. else can you say? I mean, there's nothing more to say. It, it stands on like, its own. It's pretty. They still incredible. perform today. Yeah, I know. It's impressive. Yeah. Of course, like, I heard it's a whole operation for their live shows now because they'll bring all the puppets. They'll bring Harry, Ron, Hermione, Dumbledore, Hagrid, Voldemort, Snape. And then make Neville. What I want to know is, why is Dumb- why does Dumbledore get naked in half, like, 90% of them? <laughs> I don't know, and what's, I... What's their obsession with making Dumbledore naked? I, I don't get it. If we ever get to interview them, oh, we're gonna first ask. question. Number one question. <laughs> why is Dumbledore naked 99% of the time? Why does, why does he pop out of Neville's cake naked? Why does he just show up randomly naked? You're like, bro, what the heck? I mean, it's a puppet, so there's, like, nothing there. But but still, you're like, what the heck? This is not appropriate. These are children. Yeah. You're like, Dumbledore. Are they, like, trying to play him as a senile old man, and that's just kind of what the joke is? Is that he, like, Yes, I think that is on? the joke. I get that. I That is funny that they do, like, they often play him as a senile old man, like... <laughs> Like, like, like the, the wizard swears. One. Yeah, like in wizard swears, which and, we'll cover next. Yeah, and there's another. I can't remember which one it was, but it's one of them where it, like 
<laughs> where Snape is like talking to him and he's like, I really, oh, it's the vortex. Where Snape is like, I had this prolific dream. And Dumbledore is like, that's great. Mine was a dream about llamas. And like, that's not exactly what it is, but it's something along to that effect. Yeah. Anyway. I was moving order because I had the rest of them in release order. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's like... But it's weird. Like, I was six when this came out. Mm-hmm. You were about to turn six. I wasn't like, even six yet. Months. Yeah. You were still five. Mm-hmm. My sister was born a year earlier. Not even a year earlier. Crazy to think about, huh? Yeah. That, that That's the weirdest part for me, is the fact that she's 15. And this is just... Not even a full year younger than her. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. Things have been, these have been around for freaking ever, man. Again, like Starkid. Mm-hmm. So the next one is going to be Wizard Swears. Yes. And it's, it's a good one. So it was posted on December 1st of 2007. Um, Harry discovers there are quote-unquote wizard swears and starts to try them out. Opposed to Dumbledore's new rules with Ron and Hermione. Um, Snape dis- accuses... Let me redo that. I didn't like the... I read that and I was like, that makes no sense. Let me try that again. <laughs> okay. So Harry discovers that there are quote-unquote wizard swears, and he starts to trying them out, opposing to Dumbledore's new rules with Ron and Hermione. Snape accuses them of breaking the swear rule. However, Dumbledore undoes the rule, and then Harry asks Dumbledore about any, like, ancient or old swears and Dumbledore tells him the elder swear (laughs) and Dumbledore tells him and he says they never should repeat it and they turn around like immediately and repeat it to Snape. And repeat it to Neville. Neville. You're right. It's Neville. Neville. Yeah. My favorite part about the wizard swear is just Daniel Radcliffe in the middle of it. It's like wait 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 wait. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Yeah. I was like Daniel Radcliffe wasn't in it, and you were talking about the Elder Sword. Yeah. I was like, Daniel Radcliffe Hippopotamus. Yep. I think he says Republican at one point. I think so. Elder Sword Potter Puppet Palace. Let's let's see if I can... Bleep, 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 Hippopotamus, bleep, 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 something. Okay. Your mother is, uh... Weep, 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 hippopotamus, weep, 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 Republican, weep, 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 and Daniel Radcliffe, weep, 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 with a bucket of, weep, 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 in a castle far away where no one can hear you, weep, 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 soup, weep, 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 magical, weep, 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 Alakazam. <laughs> the soup always gets me. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe always gets me. Soup. Uh, I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> but yeah. So that's the elder swear. Yeah. There you go. Now you know. I'm go so happy that I found it. Well, website it was potterpuppetpals.fandom.com, so it was a Wikipedia page for Potter Puppet Pals. I love that that there is it's such a niche thing, but it really isn't at the same time. Yeah, 
because it really did have like we were talking earlier it really did have a cultural moment where it like (laughs) everybody knew what it was even people who didn't know harry potter knew what it was i knew what it was and i never watched harry potter or read Harry Potter. I started reading Harry Potter in 2011, right after the last movie came out. Yep. I'm not going to say when I started, because people get sad and sassy. I'm like, you know what? Leave me alone. <laughs> it's fine. I never got to see a Harry Potter film in theaters. That makes me sad. Me too, Go- Moving on. <laughs> the Vortex. So the Vortex was posted on May 17th, 2008, and the synopsis is that Harry and Dumbledore go to Hermione, and a Vortex appears to have trapped Ron. Dumbledore orders Harry to fetch his problem stick, quote-unquote, and gets Ron Ron that's gone through puberty out of the Vortex. Harry finishes it and casts a spell, which causes Ron to rewind in puberty, turning him into normal Ron. Harry yells angrily at Ron and then dances and sings about his life. I think this misses the best part that Ron becomes so cool that everybody does immediately exactly what he says and just like they totally <laughs> and Harry's Harry. so mad and he's furious. He's so sassy. He's so <laughs> angry. I also love when when they talk for the puppets, they just make a move so their arms like fly out in little circles. <laughs> I know. They're just like, (laughs) just like shimmying all the time. Anytime they're talking. (laughs) I love it so much. It's ridiculous. And especially in this one where Harry starts yelling at Ron, he's just like, all over the place. (laughs) It's hilarious. I swear that could definitely be a gift. The song about his life killed me. I know. I think this was my there first time seeing been. the Vortex. Really? Yeah. Like, I had seen all the other ones. I just never got around to Vortex, and I don't know why. Like, I saw the Apparate one. That one was good. Which we're not even covering that one. I was just going to say, I don't think we're covering that one. I don't even think I've seen that one. It's like a song. Okay. It's not really, like, a skit. Which is why I didn't even suggest it when we were coming up with this idea. I don't know why. I don't know why, but just now when you said song, it made me think of um, the bad lip reading songs of Star Wars movies. (laughs) We need to cover that. Oh, yeah. Honestly, my favorite is Seagull Stop It Now. It's amazing. That's the best one. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so moving on, the next one <laughs> is Ginny, and it was posted on May 29th of 2011. And you can tell the difference in quality between the Vortex and Ginny is like insane. I know. It is. <laughs> like it goes from being shot on a potato to like an actual camera. I know. Yeah. It, it's, it's. So this was your first time seeing Jenny, right? Yeah. Okay. So Harry tells Ginny that he thinks that she's hot and then brags to Ron about how he plans to date her. He asks Ron to pretend to be Ginny and Harry sees Ginny again who sports a new short haircut that Harry suggested she get. Harry realizes the similarities between Ginny and Ron, becomes confused, and eventually uses a vodka on himself. I mean, there's nothing more you can say. No. 
Harry and Ron are, are you clearly gay for each that other. Ending? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had already, I had already read the synopsis, so yeah. Oh, okay. But I yeah, that one was funny. I rewatched it. I rewatched all of these today. And I kept on laughing. They're at hilarious. How funny they were. I was sitting there laughing my booty off. They're so funny. <laughs> the Neville's birthday one made me laugh a lot. Well, okay, why is Neville <laughs> a butternut squash? <laughs> I don't know. Why is he a butternut squash? It makes why no sense to me. Why is such a diggery a foot? I don't know. <laughs> That's the other one I was gonna ask. Is why is he a foot? Wait, was anyone else weird? No, there weren't no. any other ones. It was just okay. that. Why is Cedric Diggory a foot? Why is Neville a butternut squash? At one point, he was three different butternut squashes with different neck shapes. It makes no sense to me. So speaking of Neville, Neville's birthday was posted on November 16th, 2011. The synopsis is that Harry, Ron, and Hermione are forced to attend Neville Longbottom's birthday party by Dumbledore. Harry tells Neville that the party is ruining his excellent life, and Neville himself activates the Neville self-destruct mode and blows up. And then they all eat Neville. I was just gonna add that to the end. <laughs> they all eat his like blown-up remains. This one is morbid. It's so funny though, you guys. I was laughing my butt off. It is so funny. Okay, but like. My favorite thing is just, like, Snape obviously getting drunk in the corner oh my gosh. of this birthday party. Yes. <laughs> With Dumbledore and Hagrid. Yes. And Hagrid jumping out of the- or Dumbledore jumping out of the cake naked. And then they all and sing- singing the song. <laughs> the song? I loved the song. <laughs> he sings a happy birthday song happy and it's Hogwarts hilarious. Birthday. You know it? No, I just know it's happy Hogwarts. Hold on. Let's see if we can find. No, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, he jumps out of the cake naked, and all, and here he goes. Well, this cake's tainted, literally. <laughs> That's I think what threw me over the edge. That's what sent me. I was gone after that. I found the lyrics. To happy, oh my gosh! Happy Hogwarts birthday. <laughs> happy Hogwarts birthday. Magic wizard birthday. Fun wizard. Happy birthday. Fun, 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 fun. <laughs> Magic flavor birthday cake. Wizard wishes you will make happy birthday dance with everyone. Two, three, four. Birthday magic wand party. Happy birthday. Wizard party school. Magic, magic, wizard, magic party. And then they do Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw. Pretty sure that's everyone. I know. That one also killed me. I was like, hey! <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, Hey! <laughs> For those of you who do not know, Gabby is a Slytherin. Most definitely a Slytherin. <laughs> and I'm a Hufflepuff. Maybe we should have done that at the beginning. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> I said it yawning, so I'm sure only, like, three people could actually understand what I'm saying. Well, I said Slytherin. But I said it. I, I said, oh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> okay, so now shall we get to these deleted scenes? Yes. It's also some, like, deleted characters as well. Yes, this first one's a deleted character. Which I also... Okay. I read the first two books. Well, listened to the first two books. Yes. And Peeves is in both of them, and he's not in the movies. And I was like, what, what the heck? I like Peeves a lot. And I have a little note about why he wasn't in the movies oh. at the bottom of my, like, little thing. So Because I was researching it, and I found out why. 
Interesting. So, speaking of peeves, um, in the Sorcerer's Stone, the um, the deleted scene I chose to talk about is peeves. So, peeves is a poltergeist at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry since 993 um, A.D. And fond of mischief and chaos, he was um, a constant pain to the school and its inhabitants, especially Filch, the caretaker, as the only ones who were able to control him were the Bloody Baron and Albus Dumbledore. Though he has taken into account students like Fred and George and helped them with their chaos. In 1995... Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. <laughs> he loves Fred and George. They're like his best friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In 1995, Peeves, along with most of the Hogwarts students, opposed Dolores Umbridge, the High Inquisitor, and pranked her until she skedaddled at the end of the school year. So... I love. Go Peeves. Yeah. So the reason he wasn't in the movies is he was filmed. Rick Mayall, who is a British comedian and actor... Kind of, like, to the level of, um, what's his name? The, why did I forget the character I was going to say? But, like, kind of, like, Three Stooges, kind of, like, level comedian for kids. But that's not who I was going to say. Um. I don't know who you're thinking of. Like, oh well. Pee-wee Herman? Pee-wee or Herman. Like, like Mr. Bean? It, it was Mr. Bean and Pee-wee Herman kind of vibes for... All the stuff that I saw with him for British kids. You know how those are, um, like, very American? Mm-hmm. He, he's the British version of that. Got it. And he was due to play Peeves. However, the child extras who were playing the Hogwarts students laughed too much at his jokes, causing all of his scenes to be cut because none of the footage was able to be used. Yeah. I think, I mean, I mean, he he was guy. paid, like, a very good sum of money from the interviews I was seeing. Oh, that's good. And then just, like, he got a call one day and was like, hey, all your scenes were cut. Sad. <laughs> I'd be like, ouch, man. He was kind of mad. Like, from the interview, like, I could tell just, like, by the tone of the words he was using that he was mad at Harry Potter, like, the Harry Potter movie franchise. I mean, I'd be pretty pissed if that were me. Yeah. So, moving on to Chamber of Secrets, it, um, I wanted to talk about the Quick Spell Letter um, that Filch has. And the Quick Spell Letter, in late October 1992, Argus Filch um, has received a course package from Quick Spell, which they're, like, teaching people how to do magic, like, or trying to teach squibs how to do magic. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, a squib is a non magic they're person born, born by, parent, by parents like who are magical wizards. parents yeah yeah so they're pretty much muggle but they have wizard parents yeah exactly that's um, a way easier way of explaining it than i did <laughs> <laughs> i'm like Thanks. i'm gonna go the long way around and you're like gabby you can just take the highway and then um and having possibly signed up believing that the course would help him perform magic and Filch had brought Harry Potter to his office, intending to write Harry a punishment report for dripping mud from his dirty Quidditch robes onto the castle floor. In the middle of writing it, Peeves dropped a vanishing cabinet, distracting Filch. And it's rumored, or it's 
theorized that this vanishing cabinet that Peeves drops ends up being the one that Draco's fixing. Drapple. And half blood. Yeah, with Drapple. <laughs> and well, Filch was gone. Harry, Harry, curious, um, reads the introduction letter from Quick Spells, and Filch is so embar- um, embarrassed when he realizes that Harry has seen it that he orders Harry to get out of his office without punishment. And when he tells Harry, um, when he tells Hermione and Ron this, um, they deduce that he's likely a squib, much to their amusement. Which makes which me is really sad. sad. Like, we don't get any of this backstory for Filch, and it kind of makes me mad because then, like, we don't, like, understand his character. Yeah. I don't know. So, from here on out, I pretty much have two for everyone, except for Deathly Hallows. Just because I knew Deathly Hallows would get very long if I talked about more. Especially because the one that I chose makes me mad. Oh, yes. Y'all. Makes her very mad, you guys. Yeah. Um, I love this character for the Deathly Hallows one, but decisions made makes me mad. So, Prisoner of Azkaban... In the book, we get a Quidditch match between Ravenclaw and Gryffindor, which we never are shown any non-Gryffindor-Slytherin Quidditch matches in the films. Let which alone is upsetting to me. Same. Like, let they, alone Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, they, like, had to have played other people. Like, other par- yeah. other houses. Yeah. Which takes away the opportunity to introduce Cho in Prisoner of Azkaban because she's the seeker for the Ravenclaw Quidditch team. And that's, like, when we get the first, like, little hint that Harry, like, has, like, a little crush on her. Like, a schoolboy crush on her. A little crush, bro. Homeboy's, like, in love with her. (laughs) He's like, I'm in love with you, Jo Chang, but your boyfriend just died and I have nothing else I can do about it. Well, Prisoner of Azkaban... He's not set to die for two more books. He's not dead yet, but... Or, one more book. But still. Anyway, when we meet her now. Um, and during the game, she tails Harry in order to find and catch the snitch. And despite this strategy, Harry is able to catch the snitch first, securing a Gryffindor victory over Ravenclaw. And I just thought that this would have been a great way to introduce her before Goblet of Fire. I agree. Plus, like, I think it'd it, be cute to have that, like, little flirty, like, chasing for it. And then, like, he yeah. gets it and he's like, hey, and she's like, whatever. But it's like, you know, you know? Yeah. Especially because I feel this for a lot of the Quidditch girls that are in the books compared to movies. That whole personality and, like, the whole, like, tomboy tough girl spirit it's like a race from their characters. Jenny being the big one. Oh, totally. And same with Cho. Yeah. I mean, Cho is still a cry, like crying all over, but like she just lost her boyfriend. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, the other one I was going to talk about, but really couldn't find any real notes because I don't have my books up here with me right now, is Harry gets the firebolt in Prisoner of Azkaban halfway through the book doesn't know who it's sent by it's like right after his broom breaks by the whomping willow when he loses the match because um dementors mm-hmm. come and spook him remus t- or like 
Sirius Black finds out somehow that Harry's broom broke and, like, buys him a new one. That's so cute. Which is, and, which, oh, full circle moment, because he bought him his first broom. Technically, Minnie did. For the huh? first one. Okay. Minnie bought him the Nimbus 2000. No, I'm talking about the one that Lily writes about in the letter. Oh, oh. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that letter. Hey, for, like, I remembered something seconds. from the books that Emma didn't. <laughs> I win. But I Hermione about. goes, like, this whole thing, like, Harry, like, we don't know who it is, and there's a murderer after you. Maybe we should turn this into Minerva and see if there's any hexes. So, like, Harry doesn't really get to play with this broom because Hermione's a snitch. Mm-hmm. But, like... Even though he's not a murderer out to kill Harry. But everyone thinks it at that time. Yeah. But, yeah, in the movie, he gets at the very end, and we get that awful free shot of Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. It's like, okay, whatevs. Yeah. The next one is two big ones for Goblet of Fire. Goblet Um, of Fire, just, I wanted to say really quick, Goblet of Fire is my absolute favorite Harry Potter movie. Absolute favorite. I like it. It's just, the two, like, or part of these are, um, or the two that I have are just, like, really... We got rid of these. Please put them back in. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I just, it's still my favorite. Yeah. So the first one is the Quidditch World Cup. In the Quidditch World Cup, we get to meet Winky the house elf um, in the books, and she's just completely cut out of the movies. You wrote books, books. in my notes. <laughs> um, and she is a house elf who never wanted freedom or... Um, nor to be a free elf, and she is freed by Barty Crouch Sr. After being found in possession of Harry's wand, which has had been stolen during the Death Eater rampage after the match, mm-hmm. um, by Barty Crouch Jr. and Winky, so they could cast the dark mark in the sky. Mm-hmm. So Harry's wand is the one that's actually cast the dark mark into the sky in the book. Yeah, because that's not explained. It's just like, where did they come from? No, and that's why, like, in the book, Harry almost gets in bigger trouble because they're like, you just conjured the dark mark. What are you doing, boy? he's like, no, I didn't. I swear. (laughs) Yeah. And after she's freed by Barty Crouch Sr., she ends up working at Hogwarts and becomes this little drunk little house elf on Butterbeer because house elves get drunk on Butterbeer and Dobby has to take care of her. I love that. And she's the reason Hermione starts SPEW, which is the Society for uh, for the Promotion of Elfish Wel- Welfare. I'm going to redo that. <laughs> she's also the reason that Hermione starts SPEW, or Society for the Promotion of Elfish Wel- Welfare, which is which also is... cut from the movies. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, hey, I would like to see that. Yeah, Hermione being, like, a little pro-activist about slavery. I always love the story. This is kind of a non-sequitur, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Okay. Um, but I always love the story that... Who's the actor who plays Lucius Malfoy? I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name, but whoever he is. Jason Isaacs. Thank you, Jason Isaacs. And he's always talking about how, like, 
or he tells us one story about how he's like okay walking down the stairs and he's like where's dobby and they're like well we'll put dobby wherever you look and he says okay looking here and they're like they finished a take and they're like oh guys make sure we clean up the stairs where you slipped over there and he was like, wait, why are we cleaning up the stairs? And he's like, the director was like, oh, because you slipped. And he was like, no, I kicked Dobby down the stairs. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah. And, he was, and the director goes, then what was that little thing with your cane? Oh, when he tried to stand back up, I pushed him back down again. And like, like that was him on his I own. Jay- I love Jason Isaac so I much. I know. I love that You story. know he voices a Star Wars character, right? No. In Rebels. In Star Wars Rebels. He voices the first Inquisitor that they ever come in contact with. So he's the first, like, real villain in Rebels. Ooh. A little Star Wars fact in our Harry Potter episode. That's awesome. Um, and then we also get the bet between Fred and George and Ludo Bagman. So Fred and George are obviously one team because they're inseparable. Well, yeah. until Deathly Hallows. Till death um, do them part. <laughs> yeah. So... They bet all of their money to Ludo Bagman in the book, or, yeah, in the books. Mm-hmm. And it's in order to, like, double their money, pretty much, so they can start Weasley's Wizard Weezings. hmm And they bet that Ireland would win the Quidditch World Cup, but Victor Crumb from the Bulgaria team would end up catching the snitch. And that ends up being correct. Mm-hmm. But Ludo Bagman gives them leprechaun gold, which disappears after a few weeks. Unfortunately. And basically cheats them out of money. However, Harry does give his winnings from the Triwizard Tournament to Fred and George to start their business. Which is really sweet. Yeah. And it shows that he's part of the family even before he marries Jenny. Exactly. I mean, he was always part of the family. I think as yeah. soon as he became Ron's friend, he became part of the family. Oh, yeah. Okay, you guys, this next one, Emma has written in all caps. She's very upset about this one. It's literally in all caps. Yes, the third task in the Triwizard Tournament. I'm not going to say the word I have in there. That's okay. In the film adaption, it lacks all the obstacles in the book. In the book, there are, like, he has to, like, fight the, or like not fight the sphinx but the sphinx gives him a riddle and he has to solve the riddle and he has to fight all these like different creatures and it's not just the hedge maze itself being the obstacle yeah it's like stuff in the maze being the obstacle mm-hmm. and it like moves in different patterns and reacts to the champions and in the um So, in the book, it is just in the Quidditch pitch. Mm-hmm. Er. All the way around. Yes. In the movie, it's just in the Quidditch pitch, mm-hmm. and in the book, it is in a valley next to the castle that they just make. Like, yeah. the maze in, rather than, you know, destroying the Quidditch field. Yeah. Which I think is a good idea. one tournament. Yeah. Speaking of Quidditch... Yep. This is another one that makes me mad. Okay. Um, the Order of Phoenix Quidditch season. So from Prisoner of Azkaban on, we pretty much, well, we get a little bit of it in Halfwood Prince, but that's because Veritaserum's important, mm-hmm. and we need to show Ron having Ver- 
the effects of Vera to Serum in quotes. Mm-hmm. But in Order of the Phoenix, that is when Ron actually joins the team as Keeper, because Oliver Wood has recently departed. And Angelina Johnson, a seventh year witch, is the Gryffindor Quidditch captain. She's a little, um, black witch on the Quidditch team. So, like, person of color, female captain, we missed out on in the movie. Yeah. Instead, they decide, nah, let's just make Oliver Wood a delinquent and he'll just stay an extra few years. That's fine. They just cut the Quidditch season out of the entire movie. We don't get the Quidditch season this movie at all. Yeah, but he was still in the movies later. True. And True. he still talks about Quidditch all the time, so you're supposed I to know. deduce that he's still a Quidditch captain. Yeah. So, but the most important Quidditch match is um, events take place after the Quidditch match, actually, and it's Draco Malfoy is taking out all of his frustrations about Gryffindor winning on the Weasleys and Harry. And he made a little song mocking Ron called Weasley is Our King. And it's about him being an awful keeper. And they say that they wanted to write another couple of verses, but couldn't find rhymes for fat and ugly. Basically saying that it was implying that it was going to be about Mrs. Weasley or a useless loser for a father. Fred and George realize what Malfoy is talking about. And the three boys being Fred, George, and Harry lunge at Malfoy and punch him, causing, or wanting to cause Malfoy as much pain as possible. Good. This causes the three of them to be banned from the Quidditch team permanently under Umbridge's rule. Of course, that's overturned. Of course. By Half-Blood Prince. And takes their brooms. And Umbridge takes their brooms. This is when we get Jenny on the Quidditch team. And she takes over for Harry as Gryffindor Seeker and ends up winning the Quidditch or the Quidditch Cup. That year. Go Ginny! I know, right? Heck yes! And she's just replacing Harry. Like, I love that. The best seeker, or the youngest seeker of his age. Yes! Go, girl! I love her. Me too. This is why I'm upset that we get, like, no personality of her in the uh, movies. Yeah, I agree. Like, this is one of the reasons. There was also two random Gryffindors, but they weren't good beaters compared to Fred and George. Of course, because Fred and George have a hive mind. Like, they literally They're read literal each other's twins. minds. Yeah. Yeah. So, the next thing is also Order of the Phoenix, and it is the two-way mirror. And during their school years in school, James Potter and Sirius Black um, used a pair of two-way mirrors so they could talk to each other while they were in separate detentions. That's so them. Yes. <laughs> it's very, very them. Um, and Sirius later gives James's mirror to Harry in 1996. Uh, and after Sirius's death, his mirror came into the possession of uh, Mundungus. I hate his name. Me too. Fletcher. Who sold it to Al... Aberforth Dumbledore. I always thought there was an L in there. I'm very confused now. It's always been Aberforth. I always thought it was Alberforth. I don't know why. Maybe it's Albus in my brain. I'm Maybe. It's 12.30 a.m. pretty much here. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Um, 
after finding that he could not contact Sirius's spirit with using it since Sirius did not have it on him when he died. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I forgot to write down that I'm just remembering is Harry tries using it before going to the Department of Mysteries. He tries to see it, like, if Sirius is actually okay and Sirius doesn't answer. So that's why he ends up going there because he's like, my godfather is actually in trouble. He's not answering me. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. They bring the mirror into Deathly Hallows, because that's when it becomes important with Aberforth. Mm-hmm. But it makes more sense to introduce it into this movie when we get it from Sirius. So yeah. then we get the whole, like, they're not just like, my godfather's in trouble. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that feels very oh. Disney. They're in trouble. Come on. <laughs> I, I feel like Peter Pan, just like... You look like Peter Pan. You're doing the Peter Pan shoulders. <laughs> that became Matilda, the moment I did that. Uh-huh. Um, the moment you looked. <laughs> Matilda. <laughs> Peter Pan. Matilda. <laughs> For our, our audio listeners, I put my hands on my, like, hips, and I looked up, and it was Matilda. But when I was looking at Gabby, it was Peter Pan. Yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta lift the shoulders to make it Peter Pan too. There you go. That's Peter Pan. <laughs> I know. I cosplay Wendy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then we get to Halfwood Prince, and only like two of these. Pe- uh, I almost said Pevensey again. I knew. We were I was talking about these. <laughs> you keep. Okay. Do you want to say yes? All of the Pensieve trips from the books are pretty much cut, except for, like, two. So the first one is Bob Ogden's memory of trying to arrest Morphin Gaunt for hexing a muggle and meeting his father, Marvolo, and his sister, Marope Gaunt. Now, Marope Gaunt becomes um, Tom Riddle's mother. I was just going to say, um, Marvolo, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this name, but Caractacus? Caractacus? Burke's memory of Marope selling Slytherin's locket is next, and it kind of shows that she's, like, low on money and needs this help kind of thing because she's poor. Um, the next one is Dumble. Oh, this is because she... Gives love potion to Riddle. Mm-hmm. To Tom Riddle's dad. And he ends up, like, finding out and, like, casting her out because he finds out that she's a witch. Aww. And then she's on the streets. So she sells family heirloom Slytherin Locket. Because mm-hmm. she's part of the last Slytherin line. Yep. Then we get Dumbledore's memory of meeting... Um, Tom Riddle for the first time in the orphanage, which is one of, like, two scenes. I was just gonna say, which we do see. And it is, um, the actor who plays Voldemort, his nephew, is actually young Tom Riddle in that That's scene. That's adorable! Yeah. I, I needed to add that, like, little I fun fact to that. So then we get Morphin, Ga- Morphin Gaunt's memory of meeting Tom Riddle, when Tom spoiled the Peveril ring, which is the three brothers, the Peverils, mm-hmm. 
and then killed his father and grandparents in the Riddle House. Oh my. Yeah. This is when we start getting his, like, dark past a little bit. Fun. But Fun. this ring is the 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 ring, Horcrux ring. Mm-hmm. The the Horcrux ring. I love how. So this is his first Horcrux. Yeah. Is made in this memory. Yeah. The next memory is we see it both tampered and clear version in the movie, mm-hmm. and it's Slughorn's memory of Tom Riddle asking how to make a Horcrux, which also makes me very sad. I know. And then we get Hokey the house elf's memory of Tom Riddle visiting her mistress, Hepzibah Smith, in order to steal Hufflepuff's cup, which of course is another Horcrux. And this is kind of Dumbledore realizing what stuff are Horcruxes and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And the last memory we kind of touched on earlier with my confusion on the Tom Riddle yeah. Staying at Hogwarts thing is Dumbledore's memory of Tom Riddle as a young Vol- Lord Voldemort requesting to be hired as the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Mm-hmm. We only get two of those. Yeah. Which is kind of sad because a lot of these would be really interesting and they're kind of integral parts to the story. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of it is Horcrux's stuff. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. Plus, more house elf shenanigans. I freaking love the house elves. I do, too. I dress they my They did get, up. like... Oh. They did get very expensive for them to CGI. I'm like, sure. all of Neville's moments in Goblet of Fire where he's, like, giving Harry the gillyweed. And mm-hmm. then, this is Order of the Phoenix. But when he finds the um, Room of Requirement, those are all Dobby in the books. Mm-hmm. And they just, like... Give them to Neville. Because house elves are too expensive Expensive to CGI. CGI. Hence why. No, Winky. Jason Isaacson. I remembered his name. Hence why he kicked him down the stairs. Because he's too expensive. (laughs) He said, too expensive. Yeet. This next one is kind of a sad moment, and it is Dumbledore's funeral and Half-Blood Prince, which is so freaking cool in the book. In the movie, we just get Bond Ray's sadness. In the movie, the ceremony is set up outside the castle near the Black Lake, and hundreds of golden chairs have been set out in even rows. An aisle ran down the center of them and there was a marble table standing at the front all chairs facing it and there was a lot of people there from shabby and smart wizards to um to old and young wizards and most of them harry did not recognize and they were all whispering to each other and fox could be heard singing aloud from afar poor fox i know i love fox at the beginning of the ceremony Strange and somber music was performed by the people from the lake. Wow. While Rubius Hagrid walked up the aisle between the chairs crying and carrying Albus Dumbledore's body wrapped in purple velvet spangled with golden stars. Wow. I'm like getting chills just like listening to you talking about it. At the end of the ceremony, bright white flames had erupted around Dumbledore's body and the table upon which it laid. 
Higher and higher they rose, obscuring the body. White smoke spiraled into the air and made strange shapes. When the fire vanished and its place was a white marble tomb encasing Dumbledore's body and the table on which he had rested. There were a few more cries of shock as the centaurs sent a shower of arrows through the air as a sign of respect, but they fell far short from the crowd. Wow. Ouchie, that like hurts my heart so bad. And all we get is a wand raise. Yeah. Really quick, while we're talking about Dumbledore's tomb, I don't want to like take away from this like really sad moment. But have you seen the meme where it's like Voldemort is laying like parallel to Dumbledore? How is he doing this? And it has a bunch of different drawings of him. And it's like one of them is he's doing the splits. One of them he's just like levitating ominously. Yeah. One of them he's being carried by doves. Like <laughs> Yeah. I have seen that. One of them I think he's doing a handstand and he's like a little C. <laughs> it's so funny. It's a good meme. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's just I, when you but were talking about it. That's what I thought. Can you imagine of. seeing this on screen? Yeah, that would have been amazing. This would have given Dumbledore a proper send off. Yeah. I don't think I would have disliked him as much as I do. If we got this if we got that epic yeah. funeral, I'd be like, okay, well, he was respected, so good for him. He was like, yeah, and again, like. Hundreds of people were at this wedding, and then the centaurs, and yeah. I think Rop was even there it's in like, the book, if I remember. It's like Edward Bloom's funeral. Yeah, in Big, Big Fish. I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. It's a great movie. Uh, great but, musical. Yeah. yeah. My old high school was supposed to do it, but then covid ruined their production but my best one was supposed to play the witch the witch is hard i went to go see a friend of mine who is a choreographer and she was in a production of it and she played the witch she killed it holy smokes she was fantastic yeah like this friend like was like wednesday adams and veronica and like all the other like hard leading women of modern musical theater that's awesome i love her um avery if you're listening i love you you already know that um, and then the last one. Deathly Hallows. <sighs> Remus, Remus, Remus. Makes me so mad in this scene. Emma's like, he makes I Harry love you, mad at this scene. And you make me very angry. <laughs> he makes everyone very angry. Like, I'm sure James, Sirius, and Lily were like, what the hell are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. This is him leaving his pregnant wife. A few weeks into their marriage, Remus realizes that Tonks is pregnant, and every fear he had ever, um, ever had surfaced, because he was convinced that he passed on his condition to an innocent child and condemned Tonks to the life his mother le- led, which was forever moving around and having to hide her increasingly violent child from sight. And full of remorse, and I cannot speak anymore... Um, full of remorse, Remus fled, leaving the pregnant Tonks, seeking out Harry and offering to accompany him on whatever adventure awaited. To Remus's shock and displeasure, the 17-year-old Harry not only declined his offer, 
but became angry and insulting because he was like, "Dude, what you doing? You're leaving I'm an your orphan. Wife. Yeah, you're. First of all, you're leaving your pregnant wife. Second of all, like, go be with your kid. I'm an orphan. What are you doing? Yeah, don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, especially because he knew at that point it it was his. Or I think during that time, like when Harry's yelling at him, he had just become the godfather to this kid. Come on. And he's like, I'm not ready for this, man. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm 17 years old. Yeah. He's F like, off. Go, go be with your kid. I yeah. know. Um, and he told his ex-teacher that he was acting selfishly and irresponsibly. And Remus responded with uncharacteristic violence and storms out of the house. They're at um, Bill and Fleur's cottage. So okay. it's like right after Dobby has just died. This is tragic. Okay. And Remus comes up and is like, yeah, just left my pregnant wife. Um, Let's go on a mission that's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. And, and then like, he, no. <laughs> and then he takes refuge in a corner of the leaky cauldron where he sit, sat drinking and fuming. However, after a few hours of reflection, Remus was forced to accept that his ex-pupil had just taught him a valuable lesson. Because he's, Yeah. Come on, Remus. Don't be dumb. And bitterly ashamed, he left the inn and returned to his pregnant wife, where he begged her forgiveness and assured her that, come what may, he would never leave her again. Damn right. And he did not take any order missions until after the child was born. And, of course, the, like, one order mission he ends up taking is Battle of Hogwarts, where he and his wife ends up dying. Fantastic. (laughs) Oh, Teddy Lupin. I'm so sorry, kid. Poor boy. Poor Andromeda, because she has just lost her husband and then loses her son-in-law and, and um, her daughter. daughter. And her, and her, her sister. sister. Well, one of her yeah. sisters. One yeah. of them, yeah. Because Narcissa doesn't die. No. Just Bellatrix. Yeah. Bellatrix gets blown up. But she deserves it. <laughs> she does. As much as I like her in House of Black, she deserves it. I love House of Black. We're going to talk about them eventually. I think it's like after Halloween. It's like the set, it's like I the first so. week of ha- our month-long Halloween adventure. I think so. As I'm calling it in like all of our outros I'm writing for it right now, I'm calling it our month-long Monthly Halloween, Halloween adventure. adventure. I Cuz I need this. to come up with a name for it. I like that. Month-long <laughs> Halloween adventure. Let's keep it. Cuz okay. starting Let's see. Not next week, in but two the weeks. week after. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah. So in two weeks, our Halloween adventure starts. Our month-long yes. Halloween adventure starts. Starting with mostly kind of... We're calling it Kid Halloween, but it's mostly decoms if you look at our list. It's a lot of decoms, And then there's a few random ones that I threw in there because I was like, these are nostalgic <laughs> as heck. Yep. Yep. So. But yeah, Remus, what are you doing? Yeah. What Come the heck, boy. my guy? I have some sad tongue straps I need to post of her, uh, of, because she's the same year as Charlie, who we never get, that's another person that's left out of the books. I'm mad now. Movies? Or out of the movies. He's from mentioned, the books. he's just never in it. Charlie? I don't, Charlie's not even mentioned. Yes, he I don't is. Think. He is? Yes. yes he is. My brother Charlie down. brought the dragons here in the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. 
Yeah, remember but, like, we said Charlie's just cool. married to dragons. <laughs> yeah. That's why you never see him. He he's Pan. just married to his dragons. He's Pan. I think he's they Ace. ready for that. Or Ace. That's what I meant. Yeah. I'm tired. It's, it's okay. Tired. It's late. We should wrap this up. Yeah. But yeah, I'm mad that Charlie's left. But Charlie and Tonks are the same year. Yeah. Of Hogwarts. Or they graduated the same year. So it's like. In the books, it's obvious that they were, like, school friends and, mm-hmm. like, still are, like, close. That's cute. So I have a lot of drafts that are, like, Charlie trying to comfort pregnant, sad Tonks after Aww. her husband has just left her because I'm mad at Remus forever. Good. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. Gabby, would you like to tell our lovely audience what we will be chatting about next week? Next week, we're going to be reviewing and talking about some DCOMs or Disney Channel original movies. I'm so excited. Me too. There's a lot. There's a lot of them that I thought were DCOMs that actually aren't. Yeah. We'll get into those. Yeah. We'll talk about them. Yeah. So remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. Remember to follow us on Instagram at FanFatalsPod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram and TikTok are both at SnippyEmma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our music is by our amazing friend, Maddie Macon. And our editing is by the amazing and wonderful Kara Linsmeyer. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye. The views expressed in this episode are expressly our own and do not reflect the brand or the company they're about.